Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Two thoughts there. First, uh, it's not like we held back any notification that we were going to respond if our troops were attacked. I mean, the president has been clear. Uh, we will respond. So it's, it's not as if uh, prior to the attack last weekend that the militia groups in the IRGC and folks in Tehran didn't know that we were going to take seriously any attack uh, on our troops or on our facilities. I'm a big fan of uh, Admiral John Kirby is now the, uh, what is this, National Security spokesperson or something, I guess, within the White House. But, uh, you know, he was a, the Blue Angels PAO back in the day, and then he was the Pentagon spokesman for a long time. Uh, he was on Fox News Sunday with Shannon Bream asking about the attacks by the United States against these various proxy elements of Iran operating out of, um, you know, Iraq and Syria and Yemen. And you remember the, I mean, the most recent attack was against Jordan. Jordan. I mean, that's, hmm. Not by us. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, they're an ally, like coming the other way, right? So our next guest uh, doesn't think that there have been tough enough strikes yet. Senator Lindsey Graham has sat on this desk and said he thinks we need strikes inside Iran, that you have to get their attention with things that really matter to them, like their oil infrastructure. Strikes on Iran, within Iran, on or off the table? I'm not uh, on a national uh, television show going to uh, telegraph punches or get in front of the president in his decision-making space. I'm certainly not going to talk about potential future military operations. So credit for the right answer, which is you want to know what we're going to do next and you want our enemies who watch this show to find out what we're doing next. No pass. Unfortunately, that was followed by a comma, but... What I would say, and this is a really important point, is what you saw on Friday night was just the first round. There will be additional response actions taken by the administration uh, against the IRGC and these groups that they're backing. So there's a little bit of what we're going to do in the future. It just won't. We're not saying one way or the other whether, whether it will be against Iran on their soil or not. Now, also, a good question is, do you need an authorization for the use of military force in order to continue to conduct our presence in the area and also these attacks in the area against things that have been attacking us. There are growing calls from some in on Capitol Hill that they need from the White House you to come to them to ask for authorization for use of military force. Do you think that will come at some point with this specific set of strikes? The president is acting consistent with his uh, Article II responsibilities as Commander-in-Chief. Uh, these are self-defense actions that we're taking to prevent and to take away capability from these groups from targeting our troops and our facilities. Right. So we have the ability to act in self-defense. You know, the president has... Uh, time-limited ability to operate in certain ways, uh, you know, under the War Powers Act. But also, there is a good question to be raised about ongoing military presence in some of these areas if the attacks, if our retaliatory attacks do continue. Because if we are engaged, essentially, in a military, an ongoing military operation, you know, you do sort of start to ask the question of, well... Congress is supposed to be the one to declare war, and of course Congress is supposed to be the one to fund operations, and so at what point do we actually need that? And some are saying now, and um, you know, others are saying, well, we can wait a minute. But there is a broader question 
about Iran itself. I mean, if Iran is backing all of these groups and Iran is the real enemy, are we going to start fighting against Iran? Now, you're right. The president doesn't want to see a broader conflict in the Middle East, and we're not looking for a war with Iran, and I'll bet you the American people don't want that either. We're going to do what we have to do to hold them accountable. Which, interestingly, I was I, I was getting a little bit of a kick out of seeing what different representatives of the administration will say, or different GOP leaders or Democrat leaders will say, on different interview shows when they clearly have coordinated on what the message is going to be. And I don't mind. I'm not, I mean, it's better than you said, what? <laughs> That's not the way this is supposed to go down. But when Jake Sullivan is on meet the press in saying almost verbatim, the same things that John Kirby is saying on face the, on uh, Fox news Sunday, sitting here today on a national news program, I'm not going to get into what we've ruled in and ruled out from the point of view of military action. What I will say is that, the president is determined to respond forcefully to attacks on our people. The president also is not looking for a wider war in the Middle East. Which, again, is the exact same things that, you know, John Kirby had said. So good that the message is consistent. Also, weird follow-up on Sunday yesterday, Iran issued a warning to the United States, that's us, um, over the possibility that we might target two cargo ships in the Middle East. Say, why would we target two cargo ships? Oh, because they're Iranian naval outposts. The Beshad and the Saviz are two ships that Tehran has used in the past and continues to use, although one of them I think is actually in port right now, uh, but continues to use for staging areas for a variety of things. Um, they're registered as commercial cargo ships, Tehran-based company, but the Treasury has sanctioned that company as a front for the state-run Islamic Republic of Iran shipping lines. The the Saviz and then also the Bashad had kind of been hanging out for years in the Red Sea off the coast of Yemen, suspected of serving as spy positions for Iran's paramilitary, the IRGC, the Iran Revolutionary Guard Corps. In 2017, Saudi Arabia described the Saviz as a maritime base. There's a video statement Sunday by the Iranian regular army that uh, describes Bashad as aiding in Iranian missions to counteract piracy in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden. So these are Iranian military assets operating in the vicinity. And they sent the warning to us. Oh, hey, hey, guys, you uh, you've been targeting some of our people. You better not target these. Well, we'll see. We're not telling anybody what we're doing just yet. Seven sixteen on News Radio ninety two three. Jake's got traffic for us. Jake, you were right. That was almost verbatim. I mean, it's like they had the same copy and they had AI rewrite it for both of them. <laughs> So well, the I mean, Jake thing? Sullivan is just AI anyway. I mean, he's not a real person. Have you ever seen him? I know Kirby's a real person, but Jay, I mean, if you ever watch Jake Sullivan, if you had AI National Security Advisor, I mean, <laughs> just watch him. That's what you get. That's what it would look like, you yeah. know. So I'm not. I mean, I think he's real, eighty percent sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, I sound like a broken record this morning, but it sounds good to me. There's no major accidents or slowdowns to report to you this morning. I ten and I one ten are checking in at posted speeds. Highway ninety eight, no accidents reported. Highway ninety out of Milton through Pace, no uh, slowdowns there. And uh, here in town, Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, all checking in clear. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always let us know. Four three seven sixteen twenty. I'm Jake Walker. Traffic on the fives. You know, if you actually did sound like a broken record you know how it would sound is that traffic on i went move smoothly traffic <laughs> traffic or it'd be at posted speeds at posted speeds at posted speeds <laughs> which for, for anybody who's ever owned a broken record which many of us do what's I, that i still to this day 
I have been gradually uh, replacing my recordings of my vinyl that I got rid of a long time ago with just digital versions. And when it comes to the part and the song on the record that had a skip or a tick or a hiss. You miss it. I miss it. I do. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a complete lyric. Why? It sounds wrong. <laughs> you get so used to these things. Just like you get used to the you know song three, follow song two, and follow song one. Mm-hmm. And when they don't play it that way on the radio, you think they're doing something wrong. Yeah. Uh, Kids these days will never know. These days, they'll never know the excitement of finding the hidden track at the end of the CD. Remember that? Oh, track ninety-eight and ninety-nine. Right, you bet. And having to skip through all the, Mm -hmm. and you had to find out from your friends that it was there. Probably that's how you learned about that. They never had those secret tracks on the vinyl, did they? Anyway, uh, (laughs) there's some kid, somebody at the age of seventeen is like. What in the <laughs> world are these old men talking about? Anyway, hey, if you uh, need heating or air conditioning or plumbing or anything in that vicinity, you know, Pete and they will take care of you. They are uh, they're the folks you call when you want it done right, done right the first time with the right products, professional service, show up on time, all of that kind of stuff. You know, now we're kind of thinking about heat, but in the summer we're thinking about AC, and all the time we're always thinking about, you know, electrical. That's something to always deal with. And right now, right now, they've got a free tanked water heater deal with any new AC system purchase. So you purchase a new air conditioning system, you know, thinking about that season's coming, uh, and you get a free tanked water heater. Also, they're hiring air conditioning technicians, plumbers, and electricians in all of the markets, and they are now serving Mobile County, Alabama, and Tallahassee, Florida. So they stretch everywhere. I mean, they cover kind of all over the place. Destin, Fort Walton, Panama City, of course, right here at Ellison Field in Pensacola. And then, you know, as you heard me just a second ago, all the way over to Mobile County, Alabama, and to Tallahassee, and of course, Baldwin County in between. I mean, they do all over the place. That is Peden, P-E-A-D-E-N.com. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. Are you facing a trial right now in your life? Let me urge you to read James chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. In that passage, you'll read four essential things that will help anyone facing a trial. And they all start with the letter G. First, you'll see God's goal in allowing the trial in your life. Second, you'll find the thing that God wants you to get or be in pursuit of that will help you through the trial. Thirdly, you'll find grace to handle the trial. And fourthly, you'll read about a heavenly gift that is described in verse number 12. I don't know the details of your specific trial, but I do know that God wants to comfort you. And the way he does that is primarily through his word. So read James chapter 1 and reflect on the goodness of God. You'll be glad that you did. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. Your road to adventure starts with the 2024 Subaru Outback and the 2024 Subaru Forester. Both come standard with symmetrical all-wheel drive for confidence along the way. The Subaru Outback, according to Kelly Blue Book, is one of the best family cars of 2023. And according to Auto Trader and my good friend Max here, the Subaru Forester is one of the 2023 best cars for dog lovers. For information on all the awards and accolades from Kelly Blue Book and Auto Trader on the Subaru brand, the Subaru Outback, and the Subaru Forester, visit kellybluebookkbb.com and autotrader.com. Whether you're a Forester family or an Outback family, your road to adventure starts in a Subaru from Anderson Subaru. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Auto Trader is a registered trademark and used with permission.
Picture this, a romantic range date at Santa Rosa Shooting Center with the latest and greatest firearms from Jim's Firearms. From tactical accessories to concealed carry purses and classes, Jim's Firearms has everything you need to make this Valentine's Day truly explosive. Purchase any firearm until Valentine's Day at Jim's Firearms and you'll receive a complimentary range day from Santa Rosa Shooting Center. Share the thrill and make memories that will last a lifetime. Visit Jim's Firearms today, located at the corner of Serena Road and Blue Angel Parkway and online at jimsfirearms.net. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. Four to seven on News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. Turning to sports. <laughs> Winner of this week's Gulf Coast Golf Classic was Chai Chai Rodriguez. <laughs> Chai Chai finished with a nine under par score. Mr. Rodriguez. <laughs> Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, man. 7.23 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola the Morning News. Sitting in for uh, David all this week and next week because David is the new daddy. Uh, congratulations, David. Uh, Steve Taylor has got our headline. Steve? Well, Chai Chai was a <laughs> heck of a golfer, yes. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says he will bring along a long-awaited bipartisan border deal to the floor this week to secure the U.S.-Mexico border and provide aid to Ukraine. The bill comes with a price tag of roughly about $118 billion, and it provides aids to also Israel and Ukraine, as well as other foreign policy priorities, about twenty billion, and and, and will be dead in the in the house. Yeah, in the so house, it's, right? It's all uh, a bunch of talk. There. Yeah. But basically, they also earmark about twenty billion uh, for securing the border in that uh, bill. A major storm is continuing to make a mess of much of California, with more dangerous conditions expected in Orange County and San Diego through at least tomorrow. Eight Southern California counties have been placed on a, a state of emergency with the risk of the flooding and high winds. The National Weather Service says it's one of the most dramatic weather days in recent memory talking about yesterday nearly 600,000 customers have no power a dog who got lost after following a stranger onto a new jersey transit train is reunited with its owner the adorable white pooch went missing after boarding a new jersey transit train at south orange last thursday the pooch didn't have a microchip or a name tag making it tough to find the dog's family after animal animal control picked up the dog from the train at the Hoboken Terminal. The transit police made a post on X with with the caption, do you know who I am? And a picture of the dog. Well, after the word got out, the owner was located, the duo was, was reunited, and the police are thanking folks, saying that's what community and teamwork are all about. Aww, Happy ending. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yes? we, we got an update. Remember you and I, you were telling me about the story about the dog they found in the shipping container that yeah. was named Connie, and we yeah. were you were saying, how do they know the dog's name? And yeah, I was saying, who named the, name? the dog Connie? Yeah. I got no less than a half dozen texts from people. Yeah. And people who would know, okay, uh, who all say, uh, Connie is what they used to call container chips because it comes oh. from like container slice. And Connex is the old, is like the actual name of the brand or whatever. So uh, that's what Connie is a throwback to where they found the dog, right. the old school name. And I was like, ah. Oh. And so, first of all, that explains it. And second of all, I God, I love you guys. <laughs> You're the, the best audience. We get, you know, I say something and you guys want to correct me or tell me or inform me or whatever, and you pay attention and you're so knowledgeable. I just, it's always, I love it. I love that. Always feel free to do that. So uh, that was the update to the Connie story from earlier, uh, Steve. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. 725 on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic on the fives. 
All right. It looks like we're having our normal morning slowdown on Mobile Highway, getting by Beulah Elementary School from the school zone there. Other than that, I'm not really seeing any major slowdowns, no accidents being reported by FDOT or FHP. Uh, if you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90 through Pace, I don't see any accidents there along your way. Highway 29 South through Cantonment is flowing smoothly. Uh, and I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds here in town. Chase Street, Gregory Street, Davis Highway, uh, looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. Uh, and Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic Highway and Summit Boulevard, also not showing any accidents. If you see anything out there, let us know, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker, Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, hey, if you uh, have a company, you've got employees, you want to do right by your employees, that means that you want to make sure and give them the best benefits, right? You want to get their health, dental, vision, life, disability as good as they can be. You want to manage HR and payroll and all of that stuff, and you want to give them choices. Okay, when it comes to their benefits, listen, we have been using Torgerson Causey here at News Radio and Cat Country for, gosh, about seven years now. And uh, they're just great. They're great. When they, you know, when uh, our owner brought them on board and uh, said, you know, hey, let's check these folks out. I think they're going to do good for us. And they certainly have. They've been great with customer service. They have been excellent with alternatives. And, in, in, you know, in a world where finding good health plans has not been always easy, they have been sort of the best of what's available. And they always answer my questions and the detailed questions my wife asks. So they've been, I mean, frankly, we have been super satisfied with them. So if you want to find out if there's a way to do things better in this area of your business, or you just don't like dealing with this stuff, that's why you call. Torgerson Causey, 433-9996, or check them out online at tcbenefitsgroup.com. 727 on News Radio 92.3. Last night, the Grammys. Uh, I watched a solid, like, three minutes of the Grammys altogether. Maybe five. I could be exaggerating. Um, but, you know, Trevor Noah, who didn't tell many jokes. By, by the way, can I just say something before we move on? Can I just say, I think it is so unfair how NFL fans have been complaining about the cameras cutting to Taylor Swift, right? Like she's controlling the cameras at the games, right? Like, like just let her live. Let her live. In fact, tonight on Taylor's behalf, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give her a break. Every time, every time they mention Taylor Swift, I'm going to get revenge. Every time someone says Taylor Swift, I'm going to cut the cameras to someone who played football. That's what I'll do. Cut. Bam. Just like that. Oh, yeah, you like that, Terry Crews? You like that, Terry Crews? You better fix your face, Terry. Yeah, we're watching you all night, Terry. No relaxing for you. Do you work for the CIA, Terry? Huh? Huh? I can read lips, Terry. You better watch what you say. <laughs> but I did appreciate. I did appreciate him giving me the heads up that Taylor Swift, if she won Album of the Year, was going to be the first person ever in history to get it the fourth time, Paul Simon, Stevie Wonder, and um, Frank Sinatra are the only ones ever. So when later on you have Celine Dion makes a special appearance and says, And the Grammy goes to... And then there was a bunch of drama. Taylor Swift. And, I, you know, I kinda, I'm kind of i not a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm not an anti-fan either. I'm just kind of, you know, she's somebody that other people love a lot more than I do. I'll just say it that way. That does It's not a negative. It just, you know, I'm not on the train. I'm not spending $1,000 to go watch Eras, okay? Um, well, for anybody, really. But uh, I love her first kind of, she just, oh, my God. I love that she's just such a person. You know what I mean? I love people who are just people, and some people are not that way, and she really is. And, I, God, I really, really liked her speech. Um, I would love to tell you that this is the best moment of my life, but I, I feel this happy 
when I finish a song, or when I crack the code to a bridge that I love, or when I'm shot listing a music video, or when I'm rehearsing with my dancers, or my band, or getting ready to go to Tokyo to play a show. For me, the, the award is the work. All I want to do is keep being able to do this. I love it so much. It makes me so happy. It makes me unbelievably blown away that it makes some people happy who voted for this award too. All I want to do is keep doing this. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to do what I love so much. Uh. Mind blown. Thank you so much. Somebody who loves the work, just loves the prep and the satisfaction of the doing of it. And look, if you're a performer, there's something about the crowd noise that's very rewarding and all that. But I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I feel that same way. Like, I love prepping for the show and thinking about what I'm going to say and cutting the sound clips and interviewing people and just knowing we're bringing a product to you that you enjoy. I love the honor of doing that. And so I get where she's coming from, man. The, the recognition is nice, but that's not why you keep doing it every day. Fox News, I'm CJ Papa. Massive rainstorm in Southern California. Definitely the flooding is concentrated in low-lying areas, in areas uh, you know like this one, which really backs up against the Hollywood Hills. We're in the Laurel Canyon area of Los Angeles. This street essentially turned into a river. Fox Weather's Max Gordon. Some parts of the Los Angeles area could have as much as eight inches of rain. California Governor Gavin Newsom declaring a state of emergency for several counties. House GOP lawmakers signaled new border bill negotiated in the Senate dead on arrival. Oklahoma Senator James Lankford. Are we as Republicans going to have press conferences and complain the border's bad and then intentionally leave it open after the worst month in American history in December? The Republican earlier on Fox and Friends. The measure also delivers $60.6 billion for Ukraine and $14.1 billion for Israel. America is listening to Fox News. Good morning at 731, 47 degrees and cloudy in Pensacola. I'm Steve Taylor in for David Wayne on News Radio Pensacola. A Pensacola man's facing several charges after deputies were led on a chase in Escambia County yesterday afternoon. 26-year-old Daryl Deshaun Roman is charged with aggravated battery on a law enforcement officer, aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer, aggravated fleeing and eluding, resisting arrest with violence, possession of drug paraphernalia, and possession of narcotics. According to the, to the Sheriff's Office, deputies observed a vehicle that failed to stop earlier this week pull into the family dollar at New Arlington Road and Chief's Way. Deputies say they saw Roman get out of the vehicle smoking marijuana. And when Roman was confronted, he shoved the deputy, attempting to handcuff him, jumped into his vehicle, and smashed into the patrol car. Then a short pursuit began, which ended on Mobile Highway. Deputies say Roman then jumped out of the vehicle and ran, throwing a book bag containing the narcotics. Deputies quickly captured Roman and took him to the Escambia County Jail. The sheriff's office says Roman also had an active battery domestic violence warrant. The city of Pensacola's been working to update the Fricker Community Center on North F Street. In July, the city was given $5.5 million for the inner city facility. The Fricker Community Center has been on North F Street for years, having generations of families walk through its doors. Fricker Community Center coach Kyla Muhammad has been coaching at the Fricker for three years. Even if we approve our gym where we can make it, where we can have just tournaments here, where we can bring in 
spending that money not only for like our local area, but we can get national attention for them. She says the center can use some updates. Governor Ron DeSantis gave the city of Pensacola $4 million for the renovations. The money will be used to provide health care services, education, and telehealth in the new senior center. The center will also offer computer training and career counseling and a renovated career learning lab and cyber lounge. Mohammed says this can help kids the way the center helped her in the past. So I left here with a scholarship going to college full ride for free and it was because of the Fricker Center and the people that's in the Fricker Center that helped me develop. Pensacola Mayor D.C. Reeves says the city also plans to partner with Career Source Escarosa and Baptist Healthcare to provide programs. The Niceville cheer team headed back home yesterday after being uh, becoming the state champions in their division this weekend. The Niceville cheerleaders won their fifth state title at the Florida High School Athletic Association Large Varsity State Championship. The FHSAA State Championship was held in Lakeland. Meanwhile, Tate High School cheerleaders are now the state champions in their division. Their cheer team won uh, the Florida High School Athletic Association Class 1A Small State Championship, which was held also in Lakeland. According to the team, this is the Aggies' third state title. Well, it's cloudy right now. Let's check that forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We will have some light showers possible this morning, high near 56 degrees. Cloudy skies for the afternoon, low tonight near 43 degrees. As you go into Tuesday, plenty of sunshine with a high near 64. Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 43 degrees. As you go into Wednesday, sunny skies, high near 62. And Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 49. Stay connected to Channel 3 News first morning weather team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thanks, Brooke. Right now, let's check in with Jake for traffic on the fives. All right, we're still looking great around town. I am seeing some slowdown that's on Mobile Highway getting through Beulah. Uh, right there about where the elementary school is, we have the school zone there slowing things down in both directions, but it seems to be stretching a little bit further this morning. So if you're headed through Beulah on Mobile Highway, just uh, know you're going to have a little bit of slowdown there. Also, Highway 98 westbound through Tiger Point, slowing at the light at uh, Avalon, Garcon Bridge there. Uh, everything else around town looks pretty good. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. If you're coming out of Milton this morning through Pace on Highway 90, not seeing any accidents there. Uh, on the curve to Scenic, we're looking good. And uh, Highway 29 South through Cantonment is accident-free. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always let us know. Call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks, Jake. Right now, 47 degrees at Pensacola, 46 in Gulf Breeze, and 46 in Milton at 735. The next news is at 8, breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. McDonald's reported mixed quarterly results today. The fast food giant pulled in over $6.4 billion in revenue. McDonald's says its sales slightly lagged due to the war in the Middle East. Markets in China and Japan, however, reported positive sales growth. Domestic sales also slightly increased due to menu price hikes and effective marketing and digital growth. And more from the fast food realm. Restaurants including McDonald's, Chipotle, Jack in the Box, and more say they will raise menu prices in California in response to the increase in minimum wage. Fast food workers will start making $20 an hour in April, a 25% increase from the previous 16. McDonald's franchisees estimate hundreds of thousands of dollars per restaurant in added labor costs. Chipotle says menu prices will increase 5 to 9%. Jack in the Box said menu fees will surge between 6 and 8%. Futures are mixed. Friday, the Dow Industrials gained 134. That's your money now. 
This is Todd Thompson, President and CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. Join me Monday for the Chamber Connection. We'll be talking to the folks from Leadership Pensacola. Nominations begin soon for the next Leadership Pensacola class. So tune in and find out how you can nominate someone for this great program. Join me Monday at 10 for the Chamber Connection. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. I feel occasional burning and stabbing in my hands as I age. I sometimes feel numbness and tingling in my feet as I get older. It's starting to get in the way of doing what I love. At Nervive, we hear you and we can help. Nervive's clinically studied dose of alpha lipoic acid reduces occasional nerve discomfort in as little as seven days with continued daily use. Now that I know, I'm taking control. Try Nervive Nerve Relief and say yes to healthy nerves. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ready for intelligent and thought-provoking conversation? Tune in to the Guy Benson Show on News Radio Pensacola weekdays from two till four p.m. on ninety-two point three, ninety-five point three, and AM sixteen twenty. Guy Benson, the brilliant and charismatic host, brings you a fresh perspective on the biggest stories of the day. Guy keeps you engaged and informed. Don't miss out on the intellectual thrill ride. Tune in to the Guy Benson Show on News Radio Pensacola from two till four p.m. It's the show that'll challenge your thinking and leave you wanting more on News Radio Pensacola. Well, life on the farm, I kind of laid back, ain't much an old country boy of me can't hack. Early to rise, early in the sack, I thank God I'm a country boy. And I can take you for a ride on my big green tractor. We're just country boys and girls getting down on the farm. She thinks my tractor's sexy. Yes, it is our monthly update check-in with Ryan Jenkins, our owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. Ryan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Uh, we're doing great, man. So the last time you and I talked, uh, you were kind of gave the revelation that because of the way pricing was set up to work for cotton this year, that you were going to do as close to zero cotton as you could manage. And, in fact, it was the first time I think you said that you had ever – we're thinking about doing no cotton whatsoever and just throwing it all into peanuts, especially after last year's total horrible year and trying to make up some of that ground and dig yourself out of this decade long ditch that, you know, the pit that last year put you in. Is that still your plan? You still, still thinking about a hundred percent, no cotton. I've been through three packs of pencils since the last time we talked. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're chewing, we're chewing or writing. <laughs> <laughs> we're still trying to figure it out um nothing has really changed on that um the cotton still is down um you know the projections just don't look good the input prices are so high on it but but it's that way with all the crops so there's no uh even with peanuts being pretty good it's still not a silver bullet you know yeah. they're still just it's kind of like the cards are stacked against us right now now cotton is cotton is part of the rotation with peanuts so it's valuable as part of renourishing the soil is that right or no that's very correct yeah okay. the, the, the more cotton we can have planted in between our peanuts the better our peanuts are going to do okay and how how many like how frequently can you plant peanuts 
<clears throat> you can get by planting peanuts behind peanuts for a year or two. Your yields are going to suffer some, but you can't do it long term. You know, long term, they're going to suffer so much that they'll no longer be profitable. So I prefer my, my rotation works best if I can get two to three years of cotton between when I plant peanuts. Or I can also throw corn in there. Okay. Um, soybeans I can throw in there as well. They're not quite as good a rotation because they share some of the same diseases. But, uh, you know, pretty much anything is better than just peanut, 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 peanut. So when you talk about, I mean, if I'm, I'm again, I'm just doing the math quickly in my head. You're You're talking about maybe a half to two-thirds of your land space going from the crop you'd prefer to grow for the purpose of long-term renourishing the soil for the for the peanuts and you're putting it into peanuts again which as you say you can't do long term is going to be reduced yields but i mean this is a major shift for you and if if the more i think about this i was thinking about this in preparation for the interview i've seen your cotton picker i mean it's this huge million dollar machine that you like to say gets driven by a satellite in outer space down to the inch in gps and you know if you're not doing cotton it seems like all of your apparatus for cotton is going to lay fallow which can't be good for the apparatus but also it's not like you just have three extra machines and people laying around to pick extra peanuts all the time either it seems like massive shifts in logistics here am i thinking about this the right way no you're thinking about it right and that that's some of what has to be penciled in and some things are hard to give a monetary value to even though you know there is one yeah um having that equipment there like you say in the end if, if it was just as simple as saying this is what I want to do, I would look at the economics of things this year, and I'd say, all right, that's it. I'm not going to plant any cotton. But like you're saying, I can't really do that because, like you say, I have all this equipment sitting there. Um, another thing to look at is I don't have enough equipment to plant all my acres in peanuts if i wanted to I, right. I couldn't do it i couldn't physically get over the acres i couldn't physically get it harvested and then you know something else you have to think about uh as far as infrastructure goes all of our peanut buying points and the, and the whole system's kind of set up on doing an average of x number of acres a year well you got to know i'm not the only person that's here thinking these same thoughts you right. know so a lot of the other farmers are thinking they're going to go heavy on peanuts and the infrastructure can't handle it and then on top of that if we do do what we're thinking which you know it's it's going to soften some from what we've thought initially we're just going to have to but if we did everybody plant all these peanuts we would flood the market and in years past when this happens it usually takes us about three years or so to uh, empty that pipeline to get our prices, our commodity, our peanut prices back up where they would need to be. So we would we'd be shooting ourselves in the foot in some ways if we did have this great change from cotton yeah. back to peanuts. So you wouldn't even get the result in the end. It's a kind of a uh, in logic we call it a prisoner's dilemma. Sort of you've got to you got to figure out what everybody else is going to do and cooperate together to restrain the way you take advantage of the situation, even though you're all eager to do it because you all went through the same pain last year. But if you all do what you're talking about doing, then nobody gets great benefit. And then for several years after this, you're not getting the money back either. I mean, I, I see it. I can see all that. And and I was even thinking, again, you always, you're the expert. You tell me if I'm wrong. It wasn't just that you don't have the 
um, uh, the machines necessarily, but you have the extra problem of, uh, unless I misunderstand, you know, peanuts come in during these couple of weeks and cotton comes in during these couple of weeks, and now you'd have all the crop coming in around the same time, which even if you had the equipment and stuff, you're not geared for so much of it to take place all at one time. Is that true? That's right. That's what I'm saying. There are so many moving parts in this thing and so many things that are intertwined that it, it, it truly is a difficult decision. Um, you know, if, if, you, if we were in the Midwest where it's basically corn and soybeans and they have the exact same equipment that does both. Yeah. It's, it, their their dilemma would be a lot easier than ours with two specialty crops thrown in the mix. You know, cotton and peanuts are both specialty crops. They require their own set of equipment. Um, and, and it does, you, like you said earlier, you do have to think, all that cotton equipment that you're paying money on, it really needs to pay for itself in some way, shape, or form, and it hurts for it to sit there and not be used. Um, so and I was know, even, there's a lot, lot, lot of ways of looking at it. And I was even thinking about how my first thought was, okay, well, Ryan's got this million dollar cotton picker. Well, he can maybe sublease that to somebody else who's going to be using it this year, but nobody else is going to be growing cotton. And so, you know, even if, even if that were sort of theoretically possible, the ability to offload some of that cost, externalize it a little bit, um, doesn't really, I would assume is not really there. And you have the reverse problem of input prices from getting the equipment you're going to need for the, the peanuts. So it's real. I mean, it's just not so easy to turn the whole ship of your all of your fields, right? That's that's correct. It's a very difficult uh, decision. You know, when you ride by during the summertime and you see cotton growing somewhere, or peanuts or soybeans or corn or whatever growing in a field, there was a lot of decision making that went into that it didn't just happen that way you know it didn't just say all right well i think i'm gonna do this here this here this here and this here there is a lot of a thought that goes into what gets planted where and when it gets planted there um every year it's, it's, it's a major thing and that's what we're doing this time of year because we have to it's time to start applying our lime and our fertilizers and stuff like that and getting the land prepared um for our crops so as well as you know it's time it's, it's already late actually to order peanut seed mm. um and cotton seed these things have to be ordered ahead of time they have to be prepared and have treatment put on them and shipped and all that so you know all these things have to happen well ahead of when you actually see them going into the field we're talking to Ryan Jenkins. He is our uh, owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida, and a good resource to help us understand the uh, the life of the northern two-thirds of Escambia and Santa Rosa County that most of us in the southern part don't think about too much. Ryan, hang on for just a second. Let's get a quick traffic report from Jake. Jake? Uh, this traffic report brought to you by Knox Pest Control. Not seeing any major accidents or slowdowns this morning. We do have some backup at Highway 98 getting through Tiger Point at the light at Garcon. Also getting by Beulah Elementary School this morning on Mobile Highway, slow in both directions. And we do have an accident that just popped up in Navarre, eastbound on Highway 98. And uh, that is going to be near, let me get back there, that is Mohawk Trail uh, and Highway 98 eastbound. Knox Pest Control, their family serving your family since 1929. For information on a free pest or termite quote, visit knoxpest.com. Knox knocks them out. I'm Jake Walker, Traffic on the Fives. All right, thanks so much, Jake. Back to Ryan Jenkins from uh, Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. 
So, Ryan, just one last question on kind of the planning that you're doing right now. And as you say, you're kind of up against the deadline of when to order everything because it doesn't show up immediately tomorrow. I assume, and you mentioned it briefly, but, I, you know, you talk to other farmers and people who are in the peanut co-op and everything else with you. I mean, how is everybody doing this? I mean, it's hard for me to imagine driving through north Santa Rosa County or north Escambia County in the fall and not seeing cotton bales on the side of the road. But is that, I mean, is it pretty much everybody's doing as little cotton as they can? They are, and like I say, it's not. Going, I doubt that there's anybody that's probably going to literally plant zero acres of cotton. But when it when they're doing their planning and they come to, I could plant cotton or corn or soybeans or peanuts here. Cotton's going to be at the lower the lower end of it. Like I say, people gotcha. are still going to have to have it. It's definitely going to be down, and there's going to be some preference given to peanuts, but. Still, you know, we have, uh, it'll be May, basically, the end of April and all of May and the beginning of June when we're planting. So we still have opportunity for things to change a little bit with the markets. And, uh, you know, who knows? We're we're one person sending an email or writing a letter or dropping a bomb away <laughs> from some major change in the, in the markets, you know. Yeah. Uh, so... Well, what there's we still, need what we need is a good Super Bowl right. ad. We need a good Planters uh, Snickers. You know, <laughs> we need some Super Bowl ads yeah. to get people to eat more peanuts yeah. this year, so yeah. that you know you can sell them, you can make them, you can sell them, and you don't have a backlog of surplus peanuts because there aren't enough demand to to run behind it. Uh, we always like to end with a uh, Did you know or a farming fact? You have one for us this week? Yeah, I, I found a card. Alabama Farm Bureau Cotton Association card from my great grandfather from 1925. Oh, cool! So all these problems that we're talking about, they were having then. You know, the last the last sentence on this card says he is doing his share to abolish speculation and waste and to stabilize world cotton matters. So, so 99 years ago, he wasn't talking to a radio host, radio show host about this. But he was out talking about the same things we're talking about today and trying to make a difference. So I think I think it's pretty neat that those, you know, that even back then we, we think we're having these problems. They've had them, they've had them since the beginning of time. And the, and the fun fact for today is I look back uh, kind of 1978 where some of the really good records were that I found. And just for instance, uh, cotton seed, cost per acre then in 1978 was about six dollars an acre cotton seed cost per acre now in 2024 is about a hundred dollars an acre Oof. wow well i mean you know we see and, all, we see all the mansions that, and lamborghinis that all the farmers are, are living in and driving and you know it's obviously paying off for you so <laughs> there you go <laughs> there you go and, well, the, and then the other neat thing is the prices they were getting paid for their cotton is still the same range that we're getting paid for ours today. On dollars that are deflated over time, you know, I mean, they're, the the dollar buys you left less because of inflation. Oh, you're killing me, man! I this is why one of the reasons I love having you on is because I want people to know just how difficult the basic operation of an agricultural sector is, and everything depends on you and people like you. And there are not, like, magic solutions from the sky to make everything just work right. So I appreciate the planning, the thoughtfulness, the diligence, the dedication, the viewing it as a calling. I mean, all that stuff. And plus the historical notes. Um, 
both good and 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 awful all at the same time. Uh, Ryan Jenkins, he's our uh, he's our farmer up in Jay, Florida. Ryan, thank you for farming. Thanks for feeding and clothing uh, my kids, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us on. I hope y'all all have a great week and go buy something made out of cotton and eat something that's got peanuts. Oh, amen, brother. Seven fifty three on News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Let's get to the points. MasterCard Reward Points from Pinair Credit Union. Open a new account today and you can earn 20,000 free reward points in the first 90 days. Use those points for travel, merchandise, even cash back. And with no hidden fees and no balance transfer fees, Pinair's Reward MasterCard fits you perfectly. Get started online at pinair.org slash credit cards. Subject to credit approval, terms and conditions may apply. Offer available on new accounts only. See website for details. Join Great Southern Restaurant Group, the home to the Fish House, Atlas Oyster House, Jackson's, Angelina's, and Five Sisters this Wednesday on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 9. They'll be talking about Valentine's Day, Pensacon, and other fun things you don't want to miss. That's all Wednesday at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Great Southern Restaurants. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. Text or call with your questions. 850-437-1620. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknights 7 to 10, before WEAR TV News on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Listen, Hal, there's never been any instance at all of a computer error occurring in the 9000 series, has there? None whatsoever, Frank. The 9000 series has a perfect operational record. You know, I just watched that over the weekend because I had five hours to spare. Um, but <laughs> it's, that movie has a pace to it. And what I had forgotten about that movie is that the whole issue with Hal on board the Discovery is only one segment of the movie. I mean, there's a lot of movie before you ever get into space. And then, you know, there's the whole moon trip, which is a big part of it that I had totally forgotten about. And then there's all the stuff after that. Where, um, you know, all the, like, psychedelic stuff with the, you know, what happens when he gets, you know, over to Jupiter or whatever. Anyway, just, I thought it was interesting. There was so much other stuff, even though Hal is the most recognizable portion of that movie. That movie's about a whole lot more than just that. 755 on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic on the fires. Jake? All right, this traffic report is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. We have an accident with injuries and roadblock now being reported at Jernigan Road and East Johnson Avenue in Pensacola. Uh, that looks like it's going to be pretty bad, and uh, crews are not even on the scene yet, I don't believe. Uh, Mobile Highway by Beulah Elementary School in both directions slowing down this morning through the school zone, and Highway 98 westbound through Tiger Point slowing at that light at Avalon Garcon Bridge. Uh, Executive Landscaping, call us today for all your commercial and premium landscaping needs. If you see anything out there slowing you down, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker, Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, Steve Taylor's in the newsroom this morning, filling in this week and next week for uh, David Wayne, the new daddy, David Wayne. 
Uh, Steve, what do you got going on, sir? Well, President Joe Biden's victorious in the first Democratic presidential primary in the nation. He saw an overwhelming victory on Saturday over Congressman Dean Phillips and author Marianne Williamson. The Supreme Court scheduled to hear arguments on Thursday about whether former President Trump should be removed from Colorado's primary ballot, a a case which will have implications for other serious efforts around the country to do the same. The argument to keep Trump off the ballot is he violated the Constitution by committing insurrection on January the sixth. Well, as the saying goes, crime doesn't pay. And it certainly was the case for a Georgia man who tried to use a stolen credit card to pay for his probation fees. Oh, no. Yeah, this guy, very smart guy, a 20-year-old guy, Dacula, that's, uh, I guess, the name of the place where he lives. Are you sure it's not Count? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently he was arrested and charged with two offenses for making sure, uh, making what some people may consider the wrong decision. Uh, This guy, uh, his name is Jalen Klein, and he used a credit Uh. card he stole from a vehicle that he broke into last month to make an online payment to a probation case management company. Well, according to the investigators, he also used the credit card at a local gas station and a restaurant, and after being served a search warrant at his house uh, last week, he was booked into the Gwinnett County Jail in Georgia, where he may be facing more charges in addition to entering a motor vehicle and financing make a uh, making a financial transaction uh, and then basically committing fraud i mean very smart guy i mean yes. one probation payment with a stolen credit card uh, yes uh, of course uh, all right steve Nobody thanks so much that. for the update you can't trace that no. 758 on news radio 92.3 oh this is file this in the category of stories that are completely unsurprising once you realize what's happening here president biden watches one morning news show. One morning news show, according to Axios. You want to take a guess? Anybody want to take a guess? This is not a hard guess to make. This is going to be the most obvious answer to any question ever. What's the one morning TV news show that he watches? Not Fox and Friends. It's not Fox and Friends. No. Morning Joe. Morning. There you go. Uh-huh. Morning Joe ding, on ding, MSNBC. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. Starring former Pensacola U.S. Congressman Joe Scarborough. In fact, he is so known for watching MSNBC Morning Joe, I guess in real time, so he watches commercials too. Anyway, um, whatever. Between 710 and 740 every day that staffers get scheduled for the show they deliberately like to be scheduled for that time slot so he'll see them on the show. And they watch the show to anticipate the questions he's going to ask them about the things that are going on in the world. I just leave that there. Local news every hour and breaking news when it matters most. News Radio 92.3, WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.